This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Yo, yo, welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. Diggity check. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to do Allie G and I was like, that's a bad idea. So who are you? Other guy? Diggity check yourself before you wreck yourself in me now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's Farbod. Farbod's here. This podcast is being brought to you by DoorDash, Bet Online, and as I always have to say, of course, Blue Wire. Farbod, it's been about 10 days. The people have probably wonder what happened to us. We each have lives. What have you been up to over the last 10 days? I know it's a pandemic, but have you found anything to do? Um, tried playing Avengers. How'd that go? It's kind of like a lamer version of Spider-Man. Wait, what do you mean by lamer? Like Spider-Man was really good and Avengers is kind of whack. Trying to think of, also, I pre-ordered a PS5, so that's happening. Uh, okay. I have been absolutely unable to pre-order one, and it's been driving me crazy, and I'm now just at the point where I'm just like, I might as well just wait until Black Friday to see if, like, what I can do. That seems even worse. It probably is worse. I might just wait till the actual holidays to see if I can get another deal. I mean, it's like, you know, it's funny, the day they released it, I just casually went on Best Buy, I think. Yeah, Best Buy. And they were just available and I just grabbed it. Like without knowing that it was a big hoopla of people trying to grab it. Okay, Uh, which one did you get? The one with the disc or just the digital one? The disc. See, I've been trying to get the digital one. And that's the one that's going faster. I mean, they're both gone every time I look. Yeah, I just had like no luck. I mean, I've had uh, the Sony PlayStation on drop date every like all the iterations so the first one the second one the third one the fourth one this will be the first time i have not had it when it's dropped and i'm kind of getting like anxious which is like weird to feel over a video game system but i've also started to get to the point of like eh, like i'm fine with the ps4 for now well i don't think there's anything worth like worth buying right from the beginning like yeah i don't know what's coming out right away it's spider-man but it's a deal it's like kind of a dlc it's not really a, a full game so like 
I don't, know, I don't think there's anything to fret over. There's no like God of War 2 or something on launch for you to care about. They're doing another God of War, though. I did see that release or that leak. Yeah, but it's not on launch. Like, no, it's not. It's 2021. A lot of stuff is 2021, which is understandable. Yeah, that's why I'm not tripping. You're not tripping? I'm not tripping, dude. Although Have I'm you seen any what percentage of our listeners are Xbox guys, what percentage of them are PlayStation, and the other percentage PC. if they are Master Race PC. I have a friend that uh, has a PlayStation 4 and a PC, and he just swears by the PC, and I'm just like, dude, I completely understand. As someone who started out playing PC games, I just, I, I'm just, just console now. That's all yeah, me. Just call him a nerd. I have. He doesn't like it. He just calls me names. You nerd. Have you seen any movies lately? Like, like on TV, obviously. Um, is that a no? I saw Tenet. I saw Tenet in IMAX. Okay, you tell me. You you tell me every time you've seen Tenet. Yeah, you told um, me that. I saw like last time. Oh, how I, was Mulan? Like really bad. Like really, really, really bad. That's disappointing. Like, really, uh, really, I just watched, really, um, really bad. Like, it should have gotten a 20% and it has a 70%. I, is, are you talking about, like, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, Indiana Jones and the King... Uh, was it really, 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 really bad? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure that I understand how bad it was. So I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore because Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's an awful film. Yeah, I think Mulan Mulan got higher than Tenet. See, that's crazy. I mean, I haven't seen No, I can't say that's crazy. I haven't seen it, but going off of what you're saying, that's a little crazy. Um, I just watched... uh, Enola Holmes yesterday and Stan and Ollie today. Both were very good. I also watched The Old Guard on Netflix with Charlize Theron. That was actually pretty good. What was the name of the show you told me to watch? Uh, Perry Mason on HBO. and, And I have to say, you need to watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. I watched... The first episode of Perry Mason. That shit was dark, dude. It's it gets darker. You need to watch. Come on, man. Dude, that was like I was like, what? No, oh, man. Like, uh, yep. That was my reaction. Wow. Um, what was your reaction to Montrez Harrell winning the Hustle Award that apparently exists? I didn't know it existed. I did not know it existed either, but apparently it got announced on Wednesday that Montrezl Harrell won the NBA's Hustle Award, which I later did research because I was like, I don't think this is a real thing. Looked it up. Turns out he is the fourth recipient of the award. In 2017, it was Patrick Beverly when he was with the Rockets. In 2018, it was Amir Johnson, who is no longer in the NBA. And in 2019, it was Marcus Smart. So Montrezl Harrell gets it in 2020. Fourth recipient, fourth year they've handed it out. Uh, thoughts? Well, you should explain what the what the Hustle Award is. I don't even know what the Hustle Award is. I mean, I think I remember reading it. It's something about the guys who 
contest the most shots and uh, take the most charges and so on and so forth. Well, I mean, it works for him because he, I mean, he was top three in taking charges. It's just very ill-timed. Oh. Okay, so here it is. Uh, what were often referred to as intangibles, diving on the floor for loose balls, sacrificing your body by taking charges, boxing out, setting great screens, deflecting passes, and contesting shots are now measurable stats. While these actions may not appear in the traditional box score, they are imperative to team success on a nightly basis. He won the NBA Hustle Award, which honors the player that makes the energy and effort plays to help his team win throughout the season. I had no idea this was a thing. You, I'm gonna let you keep going. I don't think it should be a thing, but cool. I do, it's so pointless. It's pointless. It doesn't like yes, yes. The NBA hustle stats are really cool because I can see, I can see who sets the most screens. I can see who gets the most screen assists. I can see who gets the most deflections, contest shots, taking charge box out. All the things they said. I would not have put Montres Harrell for that award. And before anyone asks Justin, who would you have picked to, to win that award? I don't know. Someone well, else? The better question is who would you have picked in the regular season? Who would you have picked in the playoffs? I don't like I, I don't know. I really do not know. Um I, I just really don't. I don't know who there is that I'm just like, this is the guy who I would just like heart and hustle. That's that guy. Like I, I don't know. Fred Van Vliet, but he doesn't set screens. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Well, I think... Hell, Alex Caruso? No, I think in the regular season, Trez earned it. I think he was... It's just unfortunate because he was pretty damn good in the regular season. It's just no matter what, it's going to have a bad taste in your mouth because of how poor he was in the playoffs. I think in the regular season, I mean, you want to give him the sixth man, you want to give him the hustle award, like that's totally fine. In the you know what bothers me? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, in the playoffs, like maybe someone on the Heat. I don't know. What bothers me is the timing of these awards in terms of the announcements, because the seeding games didn't take any precedence in these awards, and the postseason obviously doesn't matter either. So maybe just get this information out faster so none of this looks worse than it does now. I mean, the timing of all these awards in general was bad. Like, even when, and it was kind of random. Like, even when he got six man, like, we didn't get a heads up for that. I remember that day because I was like, man, I was, I was driving to go get food in LA. And then all of a sudden, I see Trez get six man and I was just like, ah, crap. And then I had to like spend the rest of the day working out of nowhere. So, I don't know. I think the the first of all the award show to have that after the season is whack, but this is during the playoffs like this is even more whack. So Montresaro averaged four point two screen assists, one point two deflections, eleven point three contested shots. I'm sorry, excuse me, sixteen point zero contested shots per thirty six minutes. Those are all per thirty six minute numbers. So yes, he did have a couple screens. He did have a deflection. He did contest some shots. I get it. It's easier for big men to set screens and contest shots. That's also true. I just don't think this is an award I should give any kind of care about. Like, I just don't. I I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if there's a more useless award to hand out. It's basically... 
Well, that and Sportsman of the Year Award are the two most random ones, right? Yeah, I just don't. I just don't know what the hell to or do with teammate this award. of the year or whatever. Didn't Drew Holiday just win something? Yeah, he just won like the Time and the Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year Award, which actually players do care about. I don't know who cares about the Hustle Award. That's all I have to say about the damn Hustle Award. John Cena, dude, he's hustled low to respect. He cares about the award. God, I miss John Cena. Don't you miss John Cena? He's on every commercial now, man. He's literally everywhere. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The news came out uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski on Tuesday. The Los Angeles Clippers are set to interview Darvin Ham, who is a Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach. And as Wojnarowski reported, they've already interviewed Mike Brown, former coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers and current assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors. That marks now four known candidates, which are those two, Tyron Lu, who's interviewed. And reportedly, they're interested in Jeff Van Gundy. I don't know if he's already interviewed. So those are the four names that we know. Farbod, out of those four, and we'll get to others in a second who haven't been named. Out of those four, if if you had to pick just between them, who is your most favorite or who's your most favorite? That's awful. Who is who is your favorite candidate and who is your like least liked candidate for you personally? Probably most liked is Ty Lu. For sure, <laughs> for sure, least liked is Mike Brown. 
Okay, I I I actually put mine in order. Ty Lue, number one, Darvin Ham, number two, Mike Brown, number three, Jeff Van Gundy, number four. Oh, I just well, gave the justifications. I think Ty Lue is the best of those four by far, beyond just the title winning, like he has a ring, whatever. Um, he gets the, he, he's one of the very best in the NBA at getting the most out of his offense. Um, there is a little bit of a defensive issues with him, but I think with the right personnel around him, the defense will be fine. Darvin Ham, I actually do like as an assistant uh, and a potential head coach with the Clippers. I think he's learned from a very good coach in Mike Budenholzer. Yes, I understand. People have gotten on Mike Budenholzer for his def- uh, postseason rotational choices, which I am one of those people when it's hilarious to say that out loud when the Clippers just got rid of Doc Rivers for pretty much the same thing. But Darvin is a defensive guy and has learned under Mike Budenholzer, who is a, who is a very good defensive coach and is a good offensive mind. I think Darvin also has buy-in from players. Same thing with Ty Lue. So I would be fine with that. Mike Brown uh, has a track record of history in the NBA or track record of history. That is history. A track record of, of good success in the NBA. People are going to attribute his to uh, LeBron James like they will with Ty Lue, but they're also just good coaches. And Mike Brown's a good defensive coach, so I do like that. Um, I don't like him offensively, but maybe you can work around that. I just don't like Jeff Van Gundy. I think he's been out of the game way too long, even with him calling games from the sideline. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike Brown is the one who tried to run the Princeton offense with Kobe and Steve Nash, right? I'm going to be honest with you. My memory is hazy on that. See, I'm going to use this thing called Google. And look it up put right it, now. Put it in your damn Google machine. Put it in the internet. Yes, he was. <laughs> so I think that's why I was really sour on him because he tried to run the Princeton with Kobe, Steve Nash, and Dwight. And I remember specifically reading from that year, Steve Nash attributed to him being so injured with the Lakers because of having to over-practice learning the Princeton with Mike Brown. And that was part of why they fired Mike Brown so early in the season because they were they were completely dumping on him because of how much he rode them into the ground at the start of the season. I mean, I get it. I also look at it like that's what probably eight years ago. It is, what right. it is brother. It is. What it I, is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, look, that's, that's that the history. A, you got to pay to a team that should not have been that bad. And they started the, they started the year just like completely, in shambles from an injury standpoint. And a lot of that could be attributed to him. No, I understand. Um, so out of those four, we both like Ty Lue the best, correct? As we stated. Most likely because Jeff Van Gunn is too old for me to know at this point for me to remember anything. Um, and you already kind of nailed it on the head with Darwin. But yeah, I, uh, I just, I think Lou, I think Ty is the most qualified guy out there. I really do. I don't think there's anyone else who's going to come close to his qualifications. I love his offensive stuff. You and I've talked about, we talked about this on the last podcast. I do think there is stuff there. I don't think it's completely fair to attribute Ty Lou's success entirely to LeBron James. I get why people do it, but Ty's also very good. Like the players trust him. And I think that matters. Now, with that said, is there anybody outside of those four that you would be interested in the Clippers taking a look at? Personally, I wouldn't. Just to, before I answer that question, 
I wouldn't be interested in them getting anyone that isn't proven at this point because, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I think next season is going to be the most pressure-filled season in Clipper history. It's you got two guys on their contract years. You just had one of the worst playoff chokes in NBA history. Like there's there's a lot riding on that line next season because if you do well next season, no one's going to be like, oh, same old Clippers. We don't care. Like, you know what I mean? If they don't do well, people are going to ride off this franchise for a long time because you finally got everyone. Like, you got Kevin Durant. You got J.J. Redick. You got every player. You got Blake Griffin all being like, oh, the Clippers are going to win this year. You got Ramona Shelburne. You got all these people at the start of the season being like, I don't think the Lakers are going to do it. I think the Clippers are going to take it all. So you finally have the respect of everybody. And next season is going to be one of those seasons where they they lost it. And... For people to take these guys seriously, there's a, there's a lot riding on next year. So with that being said, I just don't want anyone unproven. And I'm pretty sure Kawhi has already said he came to the Clippers for a championship coach. I don't think he signs off on anyone unproven because at this point, they're willing to trade seven draft picks or whatever it was for Kawhi. I'm sure they're going to listen to what he has to say about a head coach. So I, I keep hearing everybody in forums saying, saying Becky Hammond. Like, that's nice and all, but I just don't want anyone that's not, like, a proven coach at this point for the team. Okay. I understand, and I don't disagree with a lot of this stuff. However, there are two names I do want to throw out here. Number one is Dan Craig. He is the lead assistant for the Miami Heat under Eric Spolstra. I believe he's the lead assistant. I don't want to... Well, I'll just say he's an assistant. Okay. So he's been in Miami since 2003. He's 40 years old, been there since 2003. Like Spolstra, started as a video intern, went to being an assistant video coordinator, then the video coordinator. Then he was the video coordinator and a player development coach. In 2012, he became an assistant. In 2015 16, he coached the Sioux Falls Sky Force, who were part of the NBA's D-League, which is now the G-League, but back then it was the D-League, and they were the Miami Heat affiliate there. They ended up winning the title in the D-League, and he was named Coach of the Year. He then gets to the Miami Heat and retains a spot as an assistant coach since 2016. He's won as part of the Heat. He's been a three-time NBA champion, a D-League champion, a D-League coach of the year, and the All-Star game head coach in the D-League, while also being a premier video coordinator guy and player development guy. And as we both know, the Miami Heat developed players really well. So that's one guy. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's one guy. The other guy is Will Hardy. Will Hardy is a Spurs assistant coach who is 32 years old and has worked on that staff as an assistant under Greg Popovich for seven seasons. What's the Tom also- Bomb like, though? Say that again? What's his Swanton Bomb like, though? Okay, okay. We're not making wrestling jokes can right now. Can he do That's a great. twist of fate? Because if he no. can't do a twist of fate or a Swanton, he's not a real Hardy, and therefore he's unfit to coach with Butcher. <laughs> will Hardy or won't Hardy? He, he, uh, will Hardy, he won't. Listen, he was a Spurs assistant under Greg Popovich for seven seasons. He was the team videographer for the 2019 USA team at the FIBA World Cup. And he spent his entire career in the Spurs organization, which started as a basketball operations intern in 2010. He's also coached the Spurs summer league team in Utah from 2015 through 2018 
and in Las Vegas in 2017 and 2018. So he also is a player development guy. He's worked, he's worked with players. Kawhi Leonard, there's a video of Kawhi Leonard on the Spurs website talking about how much he enjoys working with, uh, enjoyed working with Will Hardy when he was there. This is the Kawhi Leonard quote. I'm going to give it to you from 2017. Quote, Will's a great guy. He loves what he does. We're close. He dissects my game and gives me weakness and he gives me my weakness to work on and also my strengths. I think he'll be a great coach in the future when he wants to become a head coach. So those are the two guys, the two coaching candidates I'm looking at that have not been head coaches at the NBA level, but I think might have a chance of fitting in. And if you're asking me to rank those two amongst themselves, I kind of have them a little bit dead even, but I probably would have Dan Craig a nudge higher than him just because of how much Dan Craig has like has in the bank in terms of um, experience and working his way up the entire ladder and even coaching uh, even at the D league level. Like that's actually good. And he of all of anybody actually reminds me the most of about basically a Nick nurse. So it would be interesting. I know it's off the wall. And I know they're not they're your prototypical uh, well-known assistants to get jobs, but I like them and I think I like them, if not the same, a little bit more than Darvin Ham, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Can I just say it's also really hard to evaluate assistant coaches. Let's just leave it at that. Well, also, didn't low-key, no one's really discussed it, but didn't like Rex and some of the other coaches get fired too uh i haven't heard anything about anyone getting fired i do know that there's going to be staff evaluations and possible changes that are going to be happening i think rex calamian i mean Kalamian. i could be wrong might have a lot like because Do- the thing about doc is doc comes with like an army of people with him so i th- i wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of other people that came with Doc that are no longer with the team, like including stats guys. And it's not a regular number of people. It's almost like, it's like an entourage that he has. And I could be wrong, but I feel like there's a more than Doc that was let go. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Doc's the only one who's going to be gone. I think Armand Hill is going to be gone. That's a Doc guy. Um, he's been with, he's been with doc, I think since 2003, whenever, whenever 2000, yeah, 2004, when doc got to Boston in 2004, Armand Hill was there and they've been together ever since. So Armand Hill has been with him for uh, like 15 years. So I think Armand's going with him. I would not be shocked to see Rex Kalamian go with him as well. So there are going to be assistant coaching spots open up. And if there are, I hope Natalie Nikasi actually gets a front row seat as an assistant. I mean, I don't think the Clippers, I I don't think the Clippers ever hire up their uh, video coordinators. As far as I can remember, I, in the, in the like eight years I've been there, I don't think I've ever seen them bring up a video coordinator yet. I think Natalie has been taking strides, but like I've seen people leave the team and go to other teams and get promoted way faster than they would if they like how them staying on the Clippers. So I'm going to give you an example of why I think firing doc was a good, was a good idea, not just for obviously the head coaching reasons, but for further down the line, 
I think this gets people promoted because Doc had his favorites, Armand Hill, Sam Cassell, Rex Kalamian. And I get it. They're all very good. I'm not going to crap on them. I'm just saying like he had his favorites. So I'm fine if they leave and Nat gets bumped up because Nat began in 2012 with the Clippers working yeah. under the team video coordinator. That's when I started too. She started when I did. Okay. So, so yeah. And then she became the team's assistant, uh, assistant video coordinator, then moved all the way up. Um, she was an assistant coach for the Clippers in the 2014 summer league, becoming the first woman to sit on the bench as an NBA assistant. Most people don't actually know that. Um, I kind of look at her as the next wave. And so I would like to see her get a front seat and be retained. The players seem to like her and relate to her. So that's obviously good. I think she's definitely going to get retained. I think she is too, but we don't know what this front office is going to do, which is fine. They work in silence for the most part. And you don't really know Like for, for God's sake, Chris Haynes reported that Doc Rivers was likely to come back and he got canned like two weeks later. So do you think they're going to hire you? That's the ninja. What are you doing? What are you doing? The ninja move. Are they going to hire you or Lucas? Hold on. Let me go check my spam folder to make sure I haven't missed anything. Oh no, we're good. Okay. Such a bad joke. (laughs) I hate you so much. I don't know. I have been getting phone calls from numbers I don't know, and I don't answer them, and then I just block them. So who knows? See, I never get that. I, a lot of people do, and I never get those numbers from like the calls from random numbers on my phone. Just be lucky. There's a spam calls. You don't want those. I just don't get calls in general. You know what to do if if you get a phone call from a number you don't know, right? Like, and you answer it. You know what to not do, right? Call mom. Okay. If they ask you, like if they say, is this Farbod? Don't say yes. Just say who's calling. Cause what I do. I can't remember. Yeah. Never, never, never answer yes to any question right off the bat. Just ask who's calling. What am I Garrett? Am I your son? What is this? I, listen, I have to, uh, this is my head coaching job. My dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being, being your father. That's my head coaching job. Austin Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making the key rotation changes that never mind. I'm not getting into that. Um, out of every coach who could be a candidate out of everybody, give me your choice. If it's came down to you and you're in the front office and you're the guy making that decision and it's nut cutting time, who's your guy? Who's your coach? You mean like out of who's available, right? Out of anybody who's available or might be available, who's your coach? Who's the one you want? To be honest, I still haven't really sat through who could potentially be available. I know more who I don't want than who I do want. You know, like I don't want Alvin Gentry. I don't want uh, Mike Brown. Well, the good news want- is Alvin Gentry is going to Sacramento, so that's yeah. good. I don't want Mike D'Antoni. So the, I I know who I don't want. Don't want Brett Brown. So I guess that would just leave you with the Tyron Lou option. Isn't it a lot easier when you know what you don't want? Yeah, you really. You what I tell people, like when we go to get food, I tell people just tell me what you don't want, and then I work from there. Yeah, you know what I do for the food choosing technique? I flip a coin. You know what's a life hack when it comes to choosing food? Not eating. Don't have any friends. That way you don't struggle on what you choose to eat, man. Yeah, you just get what you want, and then you're happy. Yeah. 
The Clippers got what they wanted because Doc Rivers is gone. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they haven't gotten what they wanted yet. They just, yeah, that's true. They're still in the process of it. I find it interesting that they said this process could take a few weeks, which means they might have fired Doc without knowing who they absolutely wanted. And I understand people are going to be like, well, that's never good to fire someone and not know who your replacement is. But I think that tells you the amount of balls they have and how much they believe in their process to get the right person that they were willing to fire him and go through a process over a couple weeks and then make the decision rather than fire him, know who they were going with and settle on it. They are willing to let the process dictate itself. And I'm actually like, I'm absolutely okay with that. It could be one of those things though, where they already, cause like, it could be one of those things where they already know they're going to pick Ty Lue and they're just interviewing everybody else as a formality because a lot of times jobs are like that. Because at this point, if the Clippers, like if Ty Lue wasn't going to the Clippers, I think he would have had a job by now. I think he would have had a job before Alvin Gentry did. I think he's probably telling everybody no and he's just going to go there. So it's interesting because he reportedly interviewed with the Sixers, the Rockets, and the Pelicans, maybe? Something like that, right? And I thought it was interesting because Doc took the job I thought Ty was going to get. I thought the, I thought Ty well, was going to get the Philly job. To get that job. No, I see, because there's always been a uh, warm seat or warm rumors for D'Antoni going to Indy. So I'm kind of wondering. They don't have a coach yet, right? No, they don't. They're one of the openings. Um, same thing with Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is going to get one of the up and coming assistants, I think, by the way. Yeah, as long as Chris Paul's gone, because like, although you know what'd be funny, you know, we're running away from the semifinals, man. Yeah, you know what'd be funny though, Mike D'Antoni taking the OKC job. I wouldn't be surprised. He gets Chris Paul back, baby. I mean, dude, it's crazy. Like they were, they were really close to the semifinals. Like they were like one Shea shot, like inbound away. They were, um, they were there. They were there. I think they would have given the Lakers a better you know, uh, series in Houston, but also it doesn't matter. They had to win their series and they didn't. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, Houston was up going into the fourth quarter every time and somehow blew it. Well, yeah, they're Houston. I can't even make that joke. The Clippers did it too. I'm done. Um, Who are the Clippers? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I don't, I I don't know even, that name. I, don't I haven't even, even heard what we're talking about. This yeah, no kidding. Throw ball, shooty hoops. I don't know. So the openings right now are the Clippers, Pelicans, Thunder, Rockets, and Pacers. The Clippers are by far the best job out there. Like you're close. You're the closest to a title. That's a stressful job. It is and it isn't. That's for sure a stressful job. It is and it isn't. There's no way that's not a stressful job. It is and it isn't. There's no way that's not a stressful job. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if the Clippers hire you with one year left on the Kawhi and PG deals, even if they're not sure if those two come back, I think they're going to make the hire for the future and now rather than just the now and hope to God the future happens. So I think there is going to be a level, a very good level of job security there. No, but in terms of scrutiny, like that is not going to be a, that is not going to be a fun job at all. 
Oh, in terms of well, there's always going to be scrutiny. Like, so let I me ask you this: I also think Doc going to Philly, like that's not going to be a fun job. Uh, that's yeah, whatever, just whatever. You keep getting me to try to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't even watch basketball. I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, so you lose your guy, right? Out of out of the most of them, though. He just makes the most sense, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, when you just look for a championship coach and stuff. You want to? You want me to be honest for a second? I guess. So. I think I that's what you're I already think, doing. I think because he makes so much sense is why the Clippers might not hire him. Nah, man, they're not like wild card. They're out of the box. Are they though? They're out of the box. What have they done that's out of the box? Are you? Do you want me to dial it back about fifteen months? Sure. The Paul George trade, trading Blake Griffin six months after his contract was resigned. No, but letting DeAndre. What have they done that's out of the box? No, I understand that, but this is a front office that has a track record now of the last couple of years of doing out of the box stuff. Were they Charlie Day and Always Sunny? I'm gonna be. I've never watched Always Sunny. Okay, we're done with this podcast now. Okay, you got anything for the good people? Now, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I know you might have something for the good people, but let me just tell, say this. For the last two weeks, I've told you guys that the next podcast we do, we're going to do a Paul George recap because we already did Kawhi Leonard. I didn't give it to you last week because we did a Doc Rivers podcast about him being ousted, and we had to talk about that. I didn't do it this week because we were talking about coaches and everything else that happened in the news. We are going to give it to you in the next podcast. Unless they pick a new coach and then unless they pick a new coach and then I'm just going to, I'm just going to be screwed again. So listen, next time you hear us, we will talk about Paul George's season with the Clippers. Unless they hire a coach. You're not going to like, that's going to be spicy for you. Cause like I'm ready to unload. So I'm pretty much. I know. I know. That's going to be our most contentious podcast. That'll be that'll be when you hear me be like, I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> we might actually cuss on that one, and I won't bleep it out. Yeah, thanks, Dad. You're welcome. You're welcome, kiddo. You got anything for the good people? Anyone who's a fan of you is not good people. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, I cannot believe we are a week done into october already it's halloween in two weeks or something three weeks dude this has been the fastest moving slow year i've ever seen i don't know man it's christmas in two months like what the f (laughs) (laughs) everyone kept calling for the year to be over and the year's about to be over we're still in the same freaking place only this country (laughs) Uh, all right folks we'll see you next week Everyone take it easy. Bye-bye.